All the way into the city, I put up with Nancy Bobovich, the freckly red-headed kleptomaniac girl, hitting my best friend Grover in the back of the head with chunks of peanut butter and ketchup sandwich. Grover was an easy target. He was scrawny. He cried when he got frustrated. He must have been held back several grades because he was the only sixth grader with acne and the start of a wispy beard on his chin. On top of all that, he was crippled. He had a note excusing him from B.E. for the rest of his life because he had some kind of muscular disease in his legs. He walked funny, like every step hurt him, but don't let that fool you. You should have seen him run when it was enchilada day in the cafeteria. Anyway, Nancy Bobovit was throwing wads of sandwich that stuck in his curly brown hair, and she knew I couldn't do anything back to her because I was already on probation. The headmaster had threatened me with death by in-school suspension if anything bad, embarrassing, or even mildly entertaining happened on the strip. I'm going to kill her, I mumbled. Grover tried to calm me down. It's okay, I like peanut butter. He dodged another piece of Nancy's lunch. That's it. I started to get up, but Grover pulled me back to my seat. You're already on probation, he reminded me. You know who'll get blamed if anything happens. Looking back on it, I wish I'd dagged Nancy Bobofit right then and there. In-school suspension would have been nothing compared to the mess I was about to get myself into. Mr. Brunner led the museum tour. He rode up front in his wheelchair, guiding us through the big echoey galleries past marble statues and glass cases full of really old black and orange pottery. It blew my mind that this stuff had survived for 2,000, 3,000 years. He, ga he gathered us around a 13-foot-tall stone column with a big sphinx on the top and started telling us how it was a grave marker, a steal for a girl about our age. He told us about the carvings on the sides. I was trying to listen to what he had to say, because it was kind of interesting, but everybody around me was talking, and every time I told them to shut up, the other teacher chaperoning, Mrs. Dodds, would give me the evil eye. Mrs. Dodds was this little math teacher from Gregoria who always wore a black leather jacket even though she was 50 years old. She looked mean enough to ride a Harley right into your locker. She had come to Yancey halfway through the year when our last math teacher had a nervous breakdown. From her first day, Mrs. Dodds loved Nancy Bobofit and figured I was devil's pawn. She would point her crooked finger at me and say, Now, honey, real sweet, and I knew I was going to get after-school detention for a month. One time, after she had made me erase answers out of old math workbooks until midnight, I told Grover I didn't think Mrs. Dodds was human. He looked at me real serious and said, You're absolutely right. Mr. Brunner kept talking about Greek funeral art. Finally, Nancy Bobovit snickered something about the naked guy on the steel, and I turned around and said, Will you shut up? It came out louder than I meant it to. The whole group laughed. Mr. Brunner stopped his story. Mr. Jackson, he said, Did you have a comment? My face was totally red. I said, No, sir. Mr. Brunner pointed to one of the pictures on the steel. Perhaps you'll tell us what this picture represents. 
I looked at the carving and felt a flush of relief, because I actually recognized it. That's Cron is eating his kids, right? Yes, Mr. Brenner said, obviously not satisfied. And he did this because... Well, I racked my brain to remember. Cronus was the king god and... God? Mr. Brenner asked. Titan, I corrected myself. And he didn't trust his kids, who were the gods. So, um, Cronus ate them, right? But his wife had baby Zeus and gave Cronus a rock to eat instead. And later, when Zeus grew up, he tricked his dad, Cronus, into barfing up his brothers and sisters. Ew! said one of the girls behind me. And so there was this big fight between the gods and the titans. I continued, and the gods won. Some snickers from the group. Behind me, Nancy Bobberfoot mumbled to a friend. Like we're going to use this in real life. Like it's going to say on our job applications. Please explain why Cronus ate his kids. And why, Mr. Jackson? Brunner said, to paraphrase Miss Bobbuffett's excellent question, does this matter in real life? Busted, Grover muttered. Shut up! Nancy hissed, her face even brighter red than her hair. At least Nancy got packed too. Mr. Brunner was the only one who ever caught her saying anything wrong. He had radar ears. I thought about, I thought about his question and shrugged. I don't know, sir.